you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Uh, so this week on the podcast, um, we were kicking around ideas and even reached out to our spouses to figure out uh, what we wanted to talk about today. And we were given some really great proverbs and we kind of landed um, in the middle of discussing, uh, we landed at Proverbs uh, 18.9 kind of spoke to us. We really don't know why, uh, but it just did. It spoke to us. But what we discovered was, as we were kind of looking at it, and as we, you know, one of the things that Zach and I like to do is, as we're looking at it, we like to look at the different translations, and we uh, found this one to be um, definitely interesting to see how people interpreted um, uh, this uh, particular proverb. Um, and so, Zach, um, as you think about Proverbs 18.9, um, you know, what comes to mind to you and, and some of the things you discovered as we were kind of unpacking this uh, to get ready for today? Well, I don't know that it really spoke to us in the sense of it made an impact or anything like that. But um, looking through, just looking through, trying to find something to talk about, uh, I always start with the CEB Bible. And I really, really like that translation. And the way that it's laid out um, and the way my brain works, it picks up on like words that stick out. And, and for me in 18.9, it reads uh, out of the common English Bible, those who are lazy in their work are brothers to thugs. And for me, I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't think they would have used the word thugs. Um, and so got to digging into other translations um, just to hear how different, if it was different, um, the words that they use. So out of the New Interpreters uh, Bible, uh, that translation, 18.9 reads, one who is slack in the work is close to uh, close kin to a vandal. And then if you're a, uh, if you like Robert Atler's work here in the Hebrew Bible, uh, 18.9 says, he who is slack at his task is a brother to one who destroys. And this whole Proverb 18 centers kind of around our actions and what we're doing and um, how that affects the things around us. And I just found it really interesting, the wordplay uh, or the word choices, not even wordplay, that, that we use to, to make these translations. And, and it got me thinking, too, in the word choices and things that we have, not only in the sermons that we do, um, but in the conversations we have and things like that of words, words matter, right? And, you know, if we're in the way that we communicate with people, words matter and the choices that we make matter. And because a word sticks out to me and is relevant to me or powerful to me or not powerful uh, to me, well, the person hearing it may take it a completely different way. That word may hold power or um, influence over them. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what the word, <laughs> the word thugs did for me. That, that holds some power and connotation that um, is it great? Which, which vandals isn't either. And, you know, those who are akin to, to destroy, you know, those are, those are powerful statements too, but there's something about that word thug used in, in, uh, the common English translation that got me and got me, got me thinking about 
well, when we, when we communicate, what words are we using and how are they coming across um, that maybe do harm, that maybe tear people down or, or maybe get our point across in a way that we didn't want to get it across, um, which sometimes we have control over that and sometimes we don't. But I think it's an interesting study on, on the words we use, right? And, and especially in regards to scripture, what voices are we, are we reading, listening to? And when we come across a word like that, that seems out of place, or do we go and grab another translation? Do we get on BibleGateway.com, uh, who unfortunately isn't the sponsor of the podcast, um, and look up different translation and learn, or we do, do we take it for face value and move on? Yeah, and you know it was funny because as we were moving through that, you know, I read to you the King James version. And I'm not gonna read. You know, we all can look that up. Oh, it's terrible. Yourself, <laughs> um, I will not. That's a King's James. I will not slotheth through thy book that I cannot speaketh because I do not rough. use the, thy language. <laughs> if today, and and I found um, Eugene Peterson's uh, interpretation a little bit interesting. Um, you know, there on eighteen nine, he he wrote um, slack habits and sloppy work are as bad as vandalism. And, you know, thinking about that and, and even with, um, you know, the way that it's shaped and, you know, you can, you know, Bible Gateway sponsor, not sponsor is definitely a great tool to use to see how uh, different translations look at that. And, you know, we can definitely talk about the theological differences between um, all of them and the influences that they all have had from NRSV to CEB to NIV to NRSV to uh, TNIV to whatever you know, whatever your jam is. And, you know, you can start to unpack that and see that and see how words do affect. And, you know, you think about it, you know, words change. We're now in a, in a time where words are changing quite fast and how one thing may be translated today may not have fallen. It would fall differently in the past or even in the future will fall differently. And that's what's even hard in the sermon um, as we continue to think about, you know, what we say from the pulpit or wherever we are, because we do, you know, whether we realize it or not, um, we do public preaching uh, in every conversation that we have, um, that those words are matter and how we, you know, um, pay attention to what we say and how we do and, um, you know, uh, being aware of what we're saying is, is key. Um, and, you know, if we're not paying attention, we do get sloppy and it just makes, it just makes for bad situations. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's the awareness, right. To say, Hey, maybe that word doesn't fit here. Um, and, and what can I do? What work can I do to learn the context around me, the people around me, um, you know, and pay attention to the world around me to pick better words, to choose better words, to choose a better way to communicate. Um, my, my oldest daughter is on the speech and debate team. And so we, her and I talk a lot about how, how to communicate. And she came home not too long ago after a tournament. And she said, the person I was debating, so she, she um, is in a, in a category where they debate back and forth with one another. And uh, she came back and she was like, I attacked this, this person's argument and they didn't really have an argument. Their response was just yelling. And I was like, well, sweetheart, that often happens when people don't have an argument or don't have a good point to make. They just get loud, right? They're not saying anything. They're just saying nothing loudly. Uh, and, and the unfortunate thing is, is often those are the voices we hear because they're the loudest. 
And yet it's not a good argument. It's not a good preaching style. It's not an effective way to communicate with people. And lo and behold, she won, uh, found out later uh, that she won that round. And uh, the critique was, well, why were you yelling? You know, you don't have to yell to get your point across, have a good point, uh, choose better words, choose a better, you know, know your audience. And the, the point comes across, right? Where, uh, it, it, but it was just a really good uh, learning moment for my, for my daughter to go, oh, yeah, here, here are the form, here's what we do. And here's, uh, here's the words we choose and why we choose them. And they matter, right? And they matter in that context and in others. Well, and would you say that that's where um, sometimes we can fall short if all we're doing is looking at one source or we look at one type of source, um, no matter what it is um, and how it's hard, um, that we really should be looking at multiple voices and, mm-hmm. um, and, and that, you know, it does kind of help us uh, better understand what's going on, but can also help us grow um, and, and wrestle with some of that stuff, you know, I mean, I, I joked about the King James, but it is not a bad source to look at. I mean, you do have to put in some deep glasses of deciphering some language that we don't really use anymore. But, and I understand there's a lot of context behind that, um, that, that scripture, you know, the, the translation of that scripture and how it came about. Um, but that's the same thing with all of it, regardless of what we're reading, what our source sources and understanding our source, where it came from, how it developed, that stuff's important so that we can under, better understand how they got to where they got. Um, and it would be, um, you know, it'd be fun to have someday, you know, if we get two or three Bible uh, translators on the podcast and ask them tons of questions like that, just to, you know, uh, figure that out. Cause it's definitely beyond you know, my knowledge. It's not my wheelhouse. Um, and, uh, you know, just be able to pick their brain on that just to find out, you know, why, why did you land on that? Like, how did you get there? Like, right. Well, and it's, it's just a good reminder for all of us and, and how we, how we intake information, right? Are we willing to listen to multiple voices or do we have the one that we agree with and like the best and just go with that? You know, are we, are we listening to voices that are in, um, competitions, not the right word, but, uh you know, uh, that oppose each other, right? Or are in conflict with one another, trying to get to the same point and figuring out where where we can go with that and how how do we have a mixture of um, of that, of voices, of uh, influence in, in all that we do, whether it's scripture reading and preaching or just in our day-to-day lives. And uh, I, th- I think it's because information is so easily accessible um, I think many of us, uh, and I, I, I do this too, uh, it's just simpler to listen to the voices I like, uh, as opposed to doing the work to hear, to hear everyone. And the same thing goes with reading scripture. I like certain translations, um, but every now and then, or all the time, I try to look at uh, others but the one I like every now and then it hits that switch of, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the words they use there. Why did, how did they get there? Right. Well, and that's it, where, which is good. Well, and that's where too, it's good to do that work. Um, and it's also good to acknowledge, like, you know, I, this, this doesn't sit well with me. I think of, and especially mm-hmm. in the common English, you know, Psalm 23 reads completely different what I'm used to. Um, 
and you know right but that's one you're used to reading out of a king james right you're you're used to that poetic reading of it you are i uh i grew up with the nrsv bible and so it's the nrsv that's in my head Uh, but the nrsv and the king james aren't that far apart uh, (laughs) they read uh, and so that's you know but i you know i think that that's where we can we can push ourselves for growth and we talked about this a little bit last week of just paying attention to what we're putting in and if we're only stuck on one source, whether it's news or anything else, um, we can really miss out on what's going on. Um, or we can be so jaded that right. when we hear opposing voices, it makes it that much more difficult for us to really um, want to learn and say, you know, that there's value in this in this difference of opinion and voice and mm-hmm. um, and and you know, doing that work is hard and not easy. But I think once we you know, can hone it in, it, you know, it does help us grow and we can see things a little, at a little bit wider range mm-hmm. than just being so narrow. Right. So um, as we bring this to a close, we want to encourage you to don't be afraid of using multiple sources um, and uh, be open to where that may lead you and how that can help you grow. Um, Cause that does lead to growth. Uh, being able to broaden our horizons more uh, can help you. And so uh, encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com, check out all of our great content, um, you know, past podcasts and blog posts and things that we have up there. Uh, don't forget to uh, pick up a few items to share. It's getting close to Valentine's Day. Nothing says I love you more than a Bearded Theologians coffee mug. Um, and then, um, you know, we encourage you to like us and share us. Um, we want to thank all those that help us to get over that hundred threshold. Uh, for the YouTubes uh, that allow us to do some things with that. And so, you know, continue liking us and sharing us. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. Uh, I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.